love you, Hammond Eggers. This your boy, Yanko Zaza, here with another episode of Post Game Narrative. I'm out here by myself. I had my special guest last week, but your boy's solo dolo this week. Boys out in Philly, you know, getting uh, his Philly cheesesteak on. Listen, <laughs> that city, they're, they're still disappointed about their baseball team, but, you know, they got their Eagles. But let's see how far that that goes. You know, they'll, they'll probably go to the Super Bowl and lose again. That, that's, that's a type of loser city that I was in. But, you know, it was good. Had the week off. The kids got something they call a fall break, so they were off the whole week. So to recharge the battery, but, you know, got to talk about this. I know I, I put out a little video, but this James Franklin, <sighs> listen, I wouldn't hate him as much as I hate him right now if he was okay with being mediocre. Like, if he put on the presence, like, yeah, I'm mediocre. But it's every year he hypes us up. Like I said, Carl Salesman. He knows how to sell the mess out of us. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And he lost to the only two teams that mattered on his whole schedule. Ohio State and Michigan. This man... Is two and twenty-two against top ten teams. Man, I don't know if that's just a loser or you're just not ready. And the offensive coordinator, he needs to go because that offense was abysmal, abysmal. And Drew Aller, I, I don't see it. They say he was a five-star recruit, but I don't see five-star talent. I don't, I don't. There was passes he's throwing behind. He he's missing targets. If if the person's doing a slant route, he's throwing a go route, and I'm I'm just like, yo, what's going on? It's it's just not there. And the defense, I feel so bad for that defense because that defense literally held Michigan to their lowest amount of yards all season. They have nothing to show for it. This is why as a defender, it's so hard to do your job when if you're doing a constant three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. But your offense is going three and out, two, three and out, two, three and out, two. You're going to get tired. You're going to start cracking. Now, guess what? 40-yard run happens. They go down, they score. But your offense is anemic. Anemic. Penn State fans, you need to have a serious conversation about James Franklin. Think, I just don't think he's a guy. I, I know what he is. He's a Penn Stater. He's that Penn State coach that alumni are going to love. The board's going to love because he's going to sell Penn State. He's going to bleed blue and white. But when it comes to actually doing what he came here to do is win, it's not him. That is not him. And it's and listen, he, he can't keep living off of that 2017 Big Ten Championship. He cannot keep living off of that. And I feel like for him, that's why when he won that one early, he hit everything. He hit all the expectations because now everyone's just like, everyone's going to go, remember he won the Big Ten Championship? 
It's over. It's over. So, uh, just watching that game was really bad. And speaking of really bad, my Patriots. Oh my gosh. Listen, disclaimer: No, I ain't waking up early for ten o'clock to come watching the Patriots Colts game. I'm not watching it. It's not happening. Listen, the Patriots disappointed me to another level. Losing to Sam Howell, led Washington Commanders. You had that game. This is why when I say about coaching and you win, and it's hard for you to update your resume. Listen, I watched the final plays of that. Juju Smith. This is why I've been preaching. Listen, I get Mac Jones is not the best. He's not. He's never going to be a top 10 quarterback. He's never going to be this. He can be decent. But it's hard to win when your cast is not good. Listen, Bill Belichick, as a GM, is probably one of the worst GMs I've ever seen. You don't pick up Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, no one wants that guy. And Bill, being cheap Bill, we can get him for cheap. He's on a practice squad. Let's bring him in. He drops a, a good, damn good ball by Mac Jones. Hits him in the hands. He drops it. What are we doing? Juju Smith. Mac Jones puts it. We need, we need to go down and score. Mac Jones puts it in his hands. He drops it. So I'm just like, you have a bunch of twos and threes. And this is why if Mac Jones doesn't succeed, it's because of Bill. They've put him in fail and fail situations. That, that's all they've ever done for him. I've seen these other GMs go out there and get their players all these weapons. Tua has Waddle and Tyreek. Josh Allen. He has Stephon Diggs. I'm just like... Even Zach Wilson has get. Oh my gosh! I'm like, what, what? Bill, do you not see that you need talent around your receipt? Your quarterback, your quarterback is not a one man show. He can't do this. But he'll say, "I got you guys, Zeke." Ezekiel Elliott. Oh my god! Listen, if Bill goes, his whole staff needs to go. All of that. Patriot Way shit, all of that needs to be cleansed. Listen, I wanted Gerard Mayo to get a chance, but he has been in the Patriot system since he was a fucking player. We can't have that. He got to go too. Bring in a Mike Vrabel, bring in someone like that who's been somewhere else that can kind of, who knows the Patriot Way, but knows that may not work. Bring a little change. I wouldn't mind Mike Vrabel, but no one, I, listen, Josh McDaniels, listen, don't ever bring him near that fucking office again. Like, if, unless it's for, like, him just getting a Patriot Hall of Famer, don't bring him around that. I don't want to see him as an offensive coordinator. I want to see him as a coach. We've moved past that. We've moved past that. But that that Patriot loss was defeating. And, listen, I, I don't know what they play for. I don't know if they think Caleb Williams is the goal, but I, I wouldn't trust Bill to, to draft well anyway. He's missed on every receiver. Even I feel like even Marvin Harrison was there. He still wouldn't pick him. He picked some stupid um, good defender that he saw from somewhere. But 
was in there. But that's that. Talking about um, our other AFC East um, team. Listen, the Dolphins. Woo! That's fraud. That's fraud alert. I mean, they've been on fraud alert for a minute this season, but that that is fraud alert. You guys can't beat any good teams. Listen, hanging up 70 on the Broncos is cool, but then you go next week and you lose by almost 40 to the bill. You, you, we don't know who you are. Like, you're that bully that likes beating up on teams that you know you can beat, but then you're facing Patrick Mahomes. And listen, this Chiefs team is not the Chiefs team of recent years. Yeah, their defense is good, but they literally only average 20 points a game. You guys have been putting up monster, and then you, last week, scored 14 points. A lot of bad, bad, bad turnovers. That turnover before the half, to me, that was on Tyreek, who's trying to do too much. And see, sometimes this is what happens when um, special players play against their teams. They get too amped up. They they over-calculate, start making mistakes. Because that fumble return for a touchdown before the half, that can't happen. You had momentum. You could have gone down there and scored. It's 14-7. You're going into halftime. You get the ball back. But you're trying to do these trick plays because they ran. And I was like, you, you can't run the ball. It's two-minute drill. Pass, pass, pass. They try to run the ball. They try to do something creative. This is on, this is on Josh McDaniels. The, no, 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 not him. Uh, McDaniels. Because that Chiefs team, listen, the Chiefs are primed to beat. I don't think they're the best team in the AFC East. I honestly, even with that win, I still think the Ravens are a better team than them because I think the Ravens are a more complete team. They have found a way to put the offense and the defense together. But the, the Dolphins, I don't know who, who can you beat. Like, Because the teams you've lost to are potentially teams you have to face in the playoffs. You, you can't have these, oh, we did this. And then you, you play a real team, uh, we didn't get up to play them. It, it, it's, it's not a good look. And the thing is, you lost to the Bills, and the Bills are in disarray right now. The Bills, I don't know who the Bills are. And that's another team where their coach, I think he might have hit his ceiling. Sean McDermott, I, uh, listen, might be time for him to go too. Sometimes I feel like with sometimes with these coaches, they hold their players back. These defensive coaches are on these, they hold their teams back. But McDaniels, you got to hold this one. You lost to the Chiefs. You got to keep going. But speaking of, <laughs> keep going. Brock Purdy, my guy. This is a big, big week for you. Like, Facing the Jaguars at the Jaguars. Listen, he comes out, has a bad game. You might have to start, like, I'm not saying bench him, but I'm saying you might have to start, like, looking at him a little better. Because we understand the system's great. We understand that they, Shanahan does a lot to cover up a lot of his mistakes, but his last three weeks haven't looked good. 
it looks like whenever he's missing something, he he go he falls. Like that this that's not it. Like you gotta understand, if you're a great player, you have to make up for what your what your team doesn't have. When Tom Brady didn't have the receive receivers, he made up for it. Patrick Holmes, look, this year, they don't have the receivers. He's still making up for it. Brock Purdy, you want to be in that type of company, you got to make up for that. I get it. Debo ain't there. I get it. You left that. Trent Williams ain't there. But you can't play like that. These last three weeks have been terrible on his account. That game against the Bengals, he never looked like he should have been on the same field with Joe Burrow. That's how bad it was. Because he threw one pick that was bad. I don't know where he was going. But, listen, you go out in Jacksonville. I'm not even saying you have to win this game. I'm saying you can't look as bad as you look before the, before your bye. Because if you come out and look out the way you are before your bye, there got to be some sort of conversations. It'd be like, yo, maybe we start not saying bring out the hook and, put, and bench him, but there got to be talks for it. I just think this team's too loaded because this team has always been, well, how do we get over the hump? How do we get over the hump? NFC, NFC Championship game. It's been to that. They need to get – because you're wasting some of these players – um, their, their careers. You got, you got Kittle. You got Debo. You got everything. Brandon Ayuk. You got Christian McCaffrey. They got, they, you, you got a loaded team. A lot of quarterbacks would wish for teams like that. You can't play like this. You got you got you to find a way to make some of this stuff work. And I think Shanahan might have to dull it down for him too because I think it's different when Debo's not there. Because, listen, Chris McCaffrey's great, but you have to find a way to win. Like I said, you don't have to win that game tomorrow, but you got to show us something. you got to show us something tomorrow. And speaking of showing something, Kyler Murray is back. <laughs> listen, Kyler Murray, I've never seen one player get as scrutinized as Kyler Murray did. Because you got to think about it. He, with the contract, he doesn't study film. Like, listen, my guy, you got to go out there and ball tomorrow. This, you just have to go out there and ball tomorrow. I know you don't have all the weapons, you, but if you don't go out there and ball tomorrow, you're showing everyone what they already say about you. Go out there and ball. Go do what you got to do. Like, honestly, like when the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, like that felt like Dobbs had more leadership skills than you did. That's what that showed to me. And I was like, I don't know if Kyler could have done this or led that team like that. Because, like, you got to understand, they were beating that Giants team until the Giants went on that little. But, like, there's been times where that Cardinals team looks really good underneath Dobbs. And I get it, Dobbs is the old, older quarterback. He's been in the league a couple years. But this is what they drafted you for, to have these type of leadership skills. And sometimes I feel like you're immature, you, you kind of pout, you point fingers, you did that whole thing, which is social media where you – it's like you can erase all of that by going out there and balling for the rest of the season. Like, that's all you need to do. Listen – Words, press conference, all that other shit. That shit don't matter. Go out there and ball. That's what that's what erases a lot of your problems. You go out there and you just go, yo, you go out there, you throw three touchdowns, I promise you people be like, oh, Kyle Murray back. You go out there and you do all that 
uh, running and throwing bad interceptions, you just gonna you just gonna blow you gonna blow everything back on you, and then you're gonna be like, then you're gonna sit there, and you're gonna have passive aggressive answers at your conference. But that's neither here nor there. This is really your last chance. But who am I to say anything? And speaking of last chances, no, we're going to the NBA now. James Harden and that Clippers team. Listen, I never thought it was going to work out in the start. I didn't think that combo of Harden, Paul George, Kawhi, Russell was ever going to work. But the reason it looks so bad now is because James Harden had that statement. I'm not, I'm not part of the system. I am the system. I, your system's 0-3. Like, listen, 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 man, I, and I'm like, James, you can't even say anything because you chose to come here. This is on you now. Like, there's no more, uh, this person's holding you back. You chose to come here. I mean, you've come, you chose to go to the last two teams that you've been to, but that's neither here or there. You have chose to come here. You want to play with Russ. You want to play with Paul George. You want to play with Kawhi. You have got to win something. And if you guys go to the first round of playoffs and lose, listen, it's all on you. It's all on you because you're the main component that they've traded for. You, It's on you. And I think James Harden has to realize if, if you lose this year, please don't ask for another team. Please don't ask for another trade because, listen, no GM will put, out, will put money out for you. You're too inconsistent. And I just, I feel bad for um, Clippers fans because Clippers fans, this should look like a stacked team. But when you watch it, sometimes not every player works well. Like, I get it. Why well, you want James Harden? He's a point guard. He do that type of stuff. But that's, that's like Russell Westbrook can be a point guard sometimes, but you're just going to throw off a lot of the offense. And that's what I'm seeing because, listen, Luka and them did that to you guys, like, but maybe it's just growing pains. Maybe it's just like they, they had, they'll take some time to get that team together. But I just feel like James Harden, this is on you. This is on you here because we know what Kawhi is. We know what Paul George is. Maybe they, maybe they'll play. Maybe they won't. But you chose to come here. This team is, this team loss is really going to be on you. But anyway, we're gonna go to. The best segment, we're going to go into our pepper taste where we uh, provide you some of our spiciest opinions, you know. And there's some good news in Hollywood. Uh, the, the actor strike is over. So, you know, uh, the writer's uh, strike that just ended, uh, I think, a couple uh, months ago or so. Now the actor strike ended. So, Hollywood is back on with lights. You know, it'll take a while. But that means... John Cena's gone from wrestling, so you know that, that that's a that's a that's a tearful journey. But he did he did some some good things. Like they got some they got some great things. They got substantial increases. Got for the pensions and health. So I'm actually happy for that because they deserve it. Like listen, you you're going out there and you're not getting the type of pay. Listen in any job, don't just do it for just doing it. Say listen, I get it. You might love that job. But that you should be compensated <laughs> as much as you should. And they get a, they get a streaming participation bonus. Like that means, oh my man, if you on Netflix and Disney Plus and all that type of stuff, you get bonuses. Definitely gotta do it. I'm I'm always happy for um, regular, uh, not regular people, but I'm always happy for people 
lashing out against corporations and just taking advantage of you because they're like, oh, you love it, so we're just going to do whatever we want. Nah, we're not doing that. They got everything. I, I'm loving this. I'm loving this deal. Like, so they got major provisions for content and conversations for AI. Like, yo, this is what, because that's what a lot of, of actors hear about. They're going to get um, edged out by AI. So, like, nah, you going to do this? Leave me part. I love it. I love it. I'm always down for people getting paid for things that they should. Now I just wish the regular people would get paid for things that we should, but that that's another topic for another day. And listen, <laughs> Nia Long and Jeezy's <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yo, listen, Jeezy is a master of words because what he did out there was, yo, that was some good shit. Like I you could tell Nia was definitely invested and like I would trade places to be where Jeezy was. The man threw it. <laughs> the man didn't throw Emi Adoka underneath the bus, but he pretty much threw Emi Adoka underneath the bus. And see, that's how you got to do it. I I always say never outright disrespect. You can take little petty shots. And the thing is, he knew it. Everyone knew when he was talking like, oh, real men never cheat. He knew what he was talking about. We all knew who he was talking about. He had to say it. I love shit like that. Like, he was like, yo. And the thing is, you know, they always say if the shoe fits, it's for you. He can't say anything because he'll know, like, damn, this nigga wasn't really talking about me. Pop. Let me back off. Let me back off. Let me back off. Listen, <sighs> Neil Long been crying since the 90s. Come on, man. Yo, Jeezy. Yo, this, this, this ain't it. I just saw Jeezy uh, last, last year. I was like, from watching Jeezy in Prudential Center to seeing him spit game to Neil Long. After his wife left him, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise a glass. I'm gonna drink for that one. Because mm. you know, we don't, man, a lot of times some people don't bounce back from stuff like that. But he bounced back just fine. Oh! <sighs> Listen, everyone, every male should aspire after a breakup to go be like Jeezy. That's, that's, that's what it should be. Aspire to be like Jeezy. And uh, speaking of. As the kids saying, uh, show the Riz, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I never thought in my life I'd ever hear Stephen A. Smith talk like this. But I like the fact that it shows that he's a regular person. But at the end of the day, bro, Stephen, I don't really want to hear about this type of shit, bro. You're like almost 50, bro. Like, yo, cool out. <laughs> like, cool out. Was Molly not enough for you that you out here, you talk about Spanish? I'm like, bro, ayo, every time I turn on my Twitter, Stephen A is, is talking about some sex. I'm like, yo, you was just on ESPN in the morning, bro. But I get it. Some Spanish women, when he said I love Latinas, I was like, yo. Listen, listen, they crazy. I always say they carry a knife on them. But Latinas... Listen, I've had my fair share of Latinas, and I will tell you, they are not for the weak hearted, because they will take your heart out if they have fucking have to, but, like, listen, I've had Mexicans, Dominicans, oh, listen, listen, like, like Dr. Moore said, 
woman of God. But don't get me wrong, I'm a black woman, y'all woman of God too. But like, listen, y'all woman of God, but y'all ain't gotta be so fucking heavy handed. That's my problem with y'all. Like, I heavy handed, y'all got a knife on you. Like, we gotta. <laughs> can we find a fucking little time <laughs> where we don't get hit? <laughs> but listen, like I said, my three categories: them Latinas. Black women, bro, they, they mess up your life in a heartbeat, bro. Mess up your life in a heartbeat. But Stephen A., yo, bro, you gotta chill. You gotta chill. Listen, there, there'll be some times you'll be talking, and I'm like, hey, yo, what is, what, is, what is this man on? But I love that he has a podcast and he's able to be a, a new person and be a more relatable person to some people. And not to me, because that's just as weird. But... I like the fact that he's he's gotten more personable, especially when he does a podcast with Paul George. It's like, like I feel like he's a this Stephen A. I never would see ten years ago. No, I like it. Like I said, it's all about change. And I, you know, he's probably seeing seeing the Pat McAfee's of the world, seeing how Shannon and them are getting ahead. And he's like, maybe I don't have to be so buttoned up. Like I always say, being too buttoned up, you never get anyone who says you're relatable because you're buttoned up. I don't know who you are. I get, are you putting on a person because you work at Disney and ESPN? I don't, is that you all the time? So this is a really good thing. And listen, that, speaking that we went from we're about to go from good topic to bad topic. NWA lost their deal with CW to WWE's NXT because they decided. To Everyone who produced that segment should be fired. Everyone. Not for the fact that, and I get it, it's pay-per-view, you're allowed to do stuff, but not when you're in talks with a company that already thinks you're dumb. And then you go out there and you do dumb shit. That's the problem that I had with it. And as I was listening to my brothers and sisters on uh, Drop a Chair Podcast, shout out to them, great listen. They were saying, you've already had WWE in CW's ear, and Nick Khan was probably like, hey, we can get you Cena on here. Hey, we can get you um, Undertaker to come on your shows and stuff like that. So they probably already hedging, and then you go do that dumb shit. So now they have every right to do what they did. That's why I said whoever produced that segment should get fired. You know WWE has the look. So for CW, it's easy. It's easy for them to transition and just show WWE. They can have it on the hero show, all the stupid superhero shows that they show. They got they got sign access to them. NWA, Corgan Man, like. And the thing is about this, I always feel bad for the people who work on Leafy because it may not be a shock to you, but it's a shock to those workers because now you mess up their bag. You mess up their money. And honestly, if some of those wrestlers want out, you should allow them to walk because you fucked up. They didn't fuck up. You fucked up. This is on you. And you being an owner and and your producers and writers not saying, like, hey, maybe let's not do this right now. You got to take this one. And if, like, wrestlers like, yo, break my release, it's getting released. 
there's too much there's too much money involved in this to be fucking around and doing some dumb shit like that. Listen, I know people hate WWE, but WWE would never do some shit like that. They've been in the business too long. They understand, hey, if we're in negotiation year, we gotta either improve the ratings or let's keep it like where they can always say, oh, let's do this. Because you already have to stand. NXT does better the numbers than most of the shows on CW. You have all of that working against you. Billy Corbin, you gotta, like, my thing is, everyone hates Vince, but Vince always puts himself in the chances to win. Like, he's a winner. What the fuck are you doing? You you mess up the bag, bro. To me, you fumbled on the goal line. <laughs> there ain't nothing else to say. You fumbled on the goal line. But uh, that's our, those are the perpetrators this week. Man, Billy Corbin. What is he doing? Now we're gonna get to the MVP picks. <sighs> My heart led me to go two and one last year. Last week should not have picked the Patriots. I know I should not have picked the Patriots, but <sighs> it looked like an easy win. So I'm gonna give you Kofi and, uh, and myself to pick. Kofi got the Ravens over the Browns, the Steelers over the Packers, and the Lions over the Chargers. Meanwhile, I got uh, the Bengals over the the Texans, and I got the Ravens over, of course, the Browns, and I got the Seahawks um, over the Washington Commanders. I I really like what the Ravens are doing, and like what they did against Seahawks was was tremendous. But I just feel like the Ravens are. Right now, they've hit a stride that I don't think a lot of teams have. AFC or NFC, like, I just, I don't know. Lamar Jackson has honestly been quiet, and we don't talk about him as much, but he has, he's like a top five quarterback, and we don't talk about him because most of the time, his games aren't really, like, broadcasted like that, which, is, which sucks because I think the Ravens are a good team. But, you know, we're always talking about, Listen, the Kansas City Chiefs don't need any more hyperbole. Like, we talk about them all. They have Taylor Swift, and then you got uh, the Cowboys. It's always like the Cowboys going to win. They talk about Dak. Like, Lamar Jackson's better than fucking Dak. And we don't talk about Lamar. <sighs> I just I just want, I just like seeing um, quarterbacks get their proper flowers while they're playing well. Because it's we're always quick to criticize them when they aren't playing well. And instead of, like, giving Lamar his flowers, we're kind of just throwing him to the side because, you know, we, he's not interesting to us. Let's, let's go talk about uh, the Aaron Rodgers coming back to the world. Listen, Jets fans, don't care if Aaron Rodgers comes back or not. Let it go. Zach Wilson going to be the quarterback for the, rest of, for the rest of the season, barring he gets benched. But I love the fact that he has Zach Wilson for You guys deserve nothing. You guys deserve nothing. Both of your teams, you deserve nothing. But though those are MVP picks. Um, I'm almost gonna get out of here soon. Uh, closing thoughts. Uh, listen, I'm really happy this Actors uh, strike is over. The writer strike. We, we finally get our One Piece season two coming out. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a show. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing uh, from the NFL. Like I'm loving that it does not look like. Really carrying the league this year, and it's 
actually very refreshing uh, to watch. I don't really have anything else to say, so I'm gonna get out of here. You know, you guys, there's some still some college football going on right now. My heart's still broken from watching Penn State lose, but you know, your boys out. Peace out, you hammer niggas. Go watch One Piece.